Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Check out the Ugly Club Podcast, Tuesdays on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? 132. Wow. Jesus Christ, man. It's a lot of episodes. There's a lot of episodes. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Jay. I'm Rich. Still got a fucking head cold. Jay, under the, the, you know, a lot of that could start going around. We're coming to that awesome time of year. Yeah, it's beautiful. Fall is here. It's my favorite time of year, actually. Also the time of year where I got to start dosing with that airborne stuff before I start going on planes. Yep. Otherwise, I'll just stay sick. Quick quick question. Okay. Has everybody here worked in the food slash restaurant industry at one point or another? Yes. Yes. Okay. And never again. <laughs> All right. So, did your bosses or boss, if it was only once, or only once you you've worked in this industry, uh, if you were sick, did they want you to come in or did they want you to stay home? Get your ass into work. Depends. With food, yeah, depends usually. on what your symptoms are. Well, like the, the easy way out of working at a food establishment is just saying you got vomiting or diarrhea. They'll go. They'll go stay home yep. because that's that's a symptom of like several serious things. Well, in theory, they'll tell you to stay home. I, 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 what I'm getting at is that um, I've worked with coworkers when I in this in, in that industry that have done both at work, and we're told. Well, you can leave, but if you leave, don't bother coming back type. I've worked in... Wow, that's super illegal, but... I've I've worked in a lot of different environments, and I found that uh, when... When you have to, like, tell your supervisor that, or your boss or whatever, that you're sick, you're... The, the reaction depends solely on how important it is that you come in and do your job, meaning rather how put out your boss is going to be if you don't show up. If he's going to be super put out, it really doesn't matter what state you're in or who else you're going to get contagious or anything like that. Uh, they're going to be like, hey, maybe you should just come in. But, you know, if it's going to be like, hey, well, get on fine without you. Yeah, stay home. It, well, no, just it has to- nothing to do ever in my... Only in cases where it's not going to ruin their day if you don't show up, mm. then uh, they'd rather you just stay home because they don't want to take the risk of getting sick. No, but man, yeah, no. But if it means I got to scramble, find someone to replace you, do extra work, no, no. I'd rather See, though, you come with, in. At and least get when I was a, a food manager, no. like it's a complete no, different. That's their yeah. attitude. Right. It's not about that. It's about you could not only get yourself sick, you could get like a lot of people sick uh-huh. if you got no doubt. But I had you're not a, taking that a far gentleman forward. when I was finishing up my managerial career i had a, a kid who worked for me he got e coli and it turns he, he got it from his thanksgiving leftovers which first of all i was like man your family needs to wash your hands but second i mean the with that the hospital had reported to the health department i had the health department all up in my ass for a week at the store they were interviewing all of us you know having anyone that he worked with they had the ET suits on. Well, they, they come in and might as well have been, but, you know, anyone who had came in contact with them had to go to the hospital and get checked out. It's a fucking, it's a fucking, just, it's a shit show. Uh, that's probably the wrong term to be using talking about E. coli, but it's, <laughs> but some, with, with stuff like that, you don't fuck around. If it's, if someone told me they threw up or they had diarrhea, I'm like, stay the fuck home. I don't want to 
if you got something serious, right? right. Law. I'm not gonna be. Suit. I'm not gonna be the the, the guy who's in the news because my restaurant was fucking has patient zero for the outbreak that's happening. Yeah. Right. Well, one place I worked, either. this is what happened. A gentleman got sick, and the place that, that this was at, we were on the phone quite a bit. Every employee there. Obviously, the phones don't get wiped down with alcohol swabs or anything after every use. Mm-hmm. And he told this gentleman, basically, basically gave him an ultimatum. Either lose your job or come in. Dude, come in. Uh, within a week, everyone had gotten what he had had. I would have licked the fuck off out of my manager's coffee cup. At the end. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the oh this, this, was, this, was, this was the head oh. boss, the one who signed yeah. the checks that, that, that worked there also. He, and, he eventually got mm-hmm. sick. And then everybody, then it was, a, it was a up the ladder, down the ladder thing. Everybody got sick once, and then everybody got sick again. And so for two weeks, the entire crew was decimated at some point right you know and i was just like okay when we had our little company meeting i put my hand up i said okay that was fucking retarded can we not do that again next year when this when this when 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 the flu season comes around and sure enough the next year came and get your ass in the work or get fired and i'm just like here we go again so because what that guy didn't want to come in and work a few hours or get on the phone and call some people everybody get on the germ roller coaster Dude, yeah, that's here well, we I mean, go I, again. I called in yesterday. I was like, you know, I got this from a coworker. I, I did yeah. not want to sp- spread it to anybody else. I just fucking called in. Well, not only that, I wanted to get myself all drugged up because I got to get on a plane on Friday. And I, man, I'm not looking forward to that. You're gonna fly into the eye of the hurricane. Into the eye of the hurricane. Hurricane Joaquin. It's got such a or, fashionable name. Or Joe. <laughs> I heard someone on a local news call it Joe Quan. And and the the gentleman, okay, it's named after Joquan Puffenix. It was, it was, that reminds me of the black female that said Joquan, and the gentleman next to her was white, and he goes, I think that's Joaquin. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, I just pronounced it how it was spelled. I was just like, That's a Specs graduate right there. Yeah, I phonetically pronounced that. Dude, that also that reminds me of fucking uh, that Key and Peel skit, you know, with A. A. Ron Ron. and Quellen. Yeah. 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 Balake. <laughs> and at the end, he says the black kid's name. He's like, here. And just leans back. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, okay. Because uh, uh, this was this was, this was was a gentleman who there's been some, uh, you know, the, the the big head man. There's 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 been things over the, year, the years that uh, have come out left, you know, when working with them. And I'm just like, this isn't a very well thought out plan of attack here. We need to stop and regroup, you know. <laughs> And you know it's 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 how it is at any company. The boss always knows best. Just ask him; he'll tell you. So well, you just go. Oh, all right. Well, enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy my three day weekend. Hope you get sick and you know when where you can enjoy yours because you know once half your crew's down, there's nothing you can really do about it. I've never I had my job. Been in threatened. charge for three no. years, and I don't miss it at all. I do not miss running the show. Let someone else have all those fucking headaches. Especially, too, with just the people just getting dumber. Like, it's amazing when I go now and I teach classes and the people under 21, it's like, wow, you're going to breed soon. I hope I die before you have to take care of me. You know, I actually was thinking that I don't mind management so much. I kind of enjoy it, actually. I think I might enjoy it more than sales, which is what I'm currently doing. Uh, It's just, it's it's such a pain in the ass because everything falls on you. Oh, sure, sure. Everything from both ends. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
That's the, we're, we're back to the spit bo- roasting again. You're, you're the bottleneck for this shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that, go, that doesn't just roll downhill like they say. You're in the middle Strangely, of Strangely, yeah. you're the boss and you get all the shit from the people under you too. Right. Especially yeah, these days. You're either getting hit with a shit snowball or you're starting the shit right. snowball. And you can't just you know tell a kid to shut up and wise up and... You know, then you got HR calling you. And Not like, anymore. 20 uh, years ago, you could. Yeah. 20 years ago, you'd slap them upside the back of the head and be like, hey, shut up. Do your job. 20 Gentlemen. years ago, you could grab them by their shirt and put, pull them out of the restaurant and go, don't fucking come here anymore. You're fired. Used to be, we'd take guys like you out back and beat them with a rubber hose. Now you got your unions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Fair point. <laughs> but no, uh, no, you can still do all that. You just have to, what you have to do is 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 be an owner of a small enough company and hire people who, and then make them dependent upon you, and make them in your debt to the point where if they leave abruptly, you can just keep their last paycheck, maybe two, and then you can just treat them however you want because you've made them feel as if you're their only option right. because they're going to have to go X amount of time with no money, even if they take a new job, unless they overlap both jobs. Or you hire yeah. people that have no idea what's going on, that have no idea about their rights. That's yeah. one thing I'm dealing with out here is I got to be careful. I edit it, so I got to be careful how I explain this, but it's just, it's a, there, there's a store where the air conditioning has been broke for four years and they, until this year, the guy wasn't paying him overtime. Oh. Like I had to take this this kid to the like the, the labor laws poster and be like uh first of all you ever heard of osha like you can tell me about your broken air conditioner all you want but you call osha that shit will be fixed next week because they're going to tell him to fix it or they're going to fine him heavily you know and then i did and then i also had to point out this kid like dude he owes you money he can't do that that's very it's like the first thing on the labor law poster like you're entitled to every penny for every hour that you work and if not, call them. They'll work it out. Now, it's the government. It'll probably take three fucking years, but still. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I worked a, a factory like this job kid once. Had no idea about any of these things. It's like, wow. Like, I worked I worked a factory job years ago where the owners were from Germany. When I say from Germany, I mean, they were born there. Uh, they started the business, and then they brought the business over here. And my fr- it was 10 to 12-hour shifts, five days. Sometimes you'd work a Saturday. Um and my first week, I think it was the third day, I'd, I'd worked about four hours. And uh, this was right around the time that they were like, okay, you can smoke indoors, but if it bothers your coworkers, especially in a factory environment 20 years ago, it bothers your coworkers, you know, and you're working next to someone who bothers, go outside. Okay. So I, you know, turned off my machine and went to go walk outside. And the person who was managed, who, who was, was managing the area I was in was, what are you doing? So I'm going to get a cigarette. I've been working for four hours. No, it ain't lunchtime yet. No, I'm not talking about lunchtime. I'm talking about a break. You don't get a break. You get a lunch. I said, I get a 30 minute unpaid lunch. And according to the law, if you work eight hours, you're supposed to get at least that and two 15 minute breaks. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I've yeah. never heard of that. Where's it say that? And I said, where's the OSHA poster? Where's, where's the, where's the poster? You know, the poster that says like all the shit there and about working, you know, how many hours, this and that. Oh, we don't go by that here. Oh, if I make a phone call, you'll go by that. This is a sovereign nation. (laughs) Long story short, it went up the the ladder and the gentleman that worked that, that like the owner who, I mean, he was there, but we didn't see a lot. He, he actually came out into the shop and he was like, he read the poster and he's like, I didn't know that. And I'm sitting there just like, <laughs> well, I'll be. <laughs> okay. Well, you, Hush now you know, no one's open. half the battle. I'm going to get a cigarette. I'll see you in 15. So. Went, what? These people have rights. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I remember talking to my coworker who was like, I, man, we've been wanting to do that for a while, but no one thought to do that. And I'm like, really? 
I mean, I'm at this point. I'm like twenty, maybe nineteen. I'm like, you didn't know that. That's you gotta know duh. your rules, motherfucker. So yeah, I, I I understand. And if it's we, I've worked in companies that it's a younger gentleman's or, or lady's first job. And what that boss says, they you know, if they're if they're the type of worker who's like, I'm going to do my job and I have a good work ethic, they tend to get abused. Right. You know. Well. So you know, when I was working at Guitar Center, they they're very loose with hours actually it's gotten them into trouble a number of times um a lot of complaints of not getting uh uh proper breaks and all that shit and and other stuff like that not not documenting the hours properly gaming the hours in order to get a better uh commission check because it was a fade based pay system you had to you had to make more than what they paid you hourly but they still had to they still paid you like an hourly uh employee as well so there's there's guys that would like you know clock out for a couple hours and make a bunch of money on sales and then uh you know i don't know why they thought it made that much of a difference that's what people couldn't get through their heads but regardless uh then it came like so oh i I remember i was gonna say sales it's kind of loose there anyway like you know you have your dead times and you have your your times where everybody seems like they show up at once and during the dead times guys are fucking around they're bsing they're on their phones they're doing whatever and when all the people are there we want all all the employees there to help them well then the company wants to start regulating how many smoke breaks the guys are taking right so now we have to you get a certain allotted amount of smoke breaks per day and there have to be no longer than five minutes okay so the smokers comply to this after grumbling a little bit the people who throw the biggest fit are the non-smokers oh well they get an allotted break now well Where's my break? Well, you, you know, know that, it, you just go take it. Yeah, like that's yeah. Go eat your cheese right. sandwich and shut I, the fuck up. I do. I watched you and your. <laughs> I watched you and your buddy play frisbee with a, a CD-ROM for twenty minutes. Like right. what, that was your fucking break. Go, go fucking take it. But just oh yeah, but that was it. Oh, no, so we had guys who were like, "I'm taking my five minute break," and they'd go stand outside, and I'm like, "You're an idiot." Like, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Take five minutes for no reason that you're not going to be able to talk to a customer because you might just bump your head into a sale because that's the only way you get them. <laughs> I got a coworker. He doesn't smoke. But when me and the other guy, when the three of us are together, there's two of yeah. us that smoke. One doesn't. When the two of us are going out for smoke, we right. get the non-smoker be like, hey, dude, smoke break. What, He'll come out with us. What was the show where one of the characters took up smoking in order to be not left out of the loop at her at her place of business? Oh, I forgot. Was that fucking... Yeah, seen king of queens or some shit. no i haven't watched that no it was a, it was a good show it was a good show it, it was, sounds familiar but, but I it was a sitcom it was a female was. character that was like yeah she started smoking purely because everybody at the office smoked and they all like you know it was like the the, the guy who takes up golf purely so he can go out with all the other guys and they can you know hey that's where the business gets done right. yeah <laughs> I golf on Sundays and I fucking hate golf. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember what you're talking about. And it's, it's like Jay said, it is true, man. I've, I've had, I've worked at places where, especially factory work, everybody gets a break. Most of your friends are smokers. Some of the non smokers would come out, you know. And my favorite non smoker was a smoke, non smoker would come out and we'd all be standing around a circle smoking and they'd, <coughs> well, then take your ass inside, motherfucker. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit. 
Yeah, we didn't say you had to stand next to us. Yeah, exactly. What we just because we smoke don't mean we're that short of breath. We can raise our voice if you want to stand, you know, a little bit farther away. You can hear us. Yeah, <laughs> but these, nothing profound's being discussed here. Like, a cure for cancer is not going to be lost because you're not in this circle. <laughs> trust me. Right. But but we have these OSHA laws in order to protect the individuals when management or owners or however get out of control right? Right, right but in a lot of cases these are self-policing systems the the reason that lo- the the rules used to be so loose with the hours in the past at guitar center because it was a sales ba- based environment you took your breaks when you could you ate your lunch when you could you know if noon rolls around and you're starving but all of a sudden five people show up you're an idiot if you walk off that sales floor right, right. There. exactly you're walking yeah, when you're in sales money. time it's the cliche it's time is money Right. So, yeah, it's not until the fucking the idiots who are bitching about their hourly pay when the whole idea was to make more than that anyway. If you're making hourly a guitar center, then you do nothing but standing around anyway. You're just sucking up payroll. Right. You're not making any money for you or the company. Right. But they want to complain about what they're getting paid on their hourly and they make a big stink out of, well, I'm not getting my allotted break. Well, you're probably not making any sales either. <laughs> But, you know, this used to be a self-policing system. The, the rules, they, you know, they grew up in a, the, the company grew up in a sales culture where the rules just didn't apply to them because they weren't, they couldn't, they didn't fit with their business. And the salespeople were okay with that because they made more business when they were able to like be more loose with the hours, not have to have, you know, allotted break times. Well, I, I yeah. And I've noticed in any, if you guys, you guys, we've all said we've worked in the restaurant industry, you know, that breaks are pretty much a joke. I mean, you eat stand. Yeah up breaks right <laughs> yeah right and that's a, but that's a perfect example well, because the yeah. people who are hustling are making the money too they can handle more tables or whatever it may be unless you're just the fucking bus boy in which case you don't fucking care well we we you know one place i worked we had rules like okay uh no breaks between let's say 11 and one lunch rush okay well that made sense well if you're working in at the restaurant that i worked and it's sunday morning we don't open till noon we're dead till four you know every manager looked the other way you know they were like whatever you know it, it you know we're dead yeah, we're waiting for the truck while we can afford it yeah we're waiting for the truck to come in there's literally nothing to do we just we literally open the store everything's fully stocked no prep to do because we're waiting for the truck if you want a cigarette go get one i don't care just don't be an idiot about it and then i've worked at other companies where it's like no this is the rule and this is in we don't care and blah blah, blah. so it's just like oh, all right you just you kind of learn to, to bend with the with the wind like that with, with the stuff like that. Or then you're in my position where you're on salary and you don't get a lunch. You're on salary. You don't get breaks. Different set yeah. of rules apply to you because you're on salary. Yeah, it's funny because I've I've actually been at work before and you know we'll get done with the lunch rush, clean up a little bit. Okay, dinner. You know, and it's clear that we're dead. We get you know we'll do maybe like just to throw a number out there instead of doing $300 hours we're doing $100 hours i can handle a $100 hour and you know by myself so you you make something to eat and eat it you make something to eat and eat it but we're eating lunch at you know 2:30 in the afternoon mm-hmm. and it's no big deal you know it's like all right whatever yeah, but i didn't i didn't eat until 3:30 today yeah i mean that's you know? and that does happen sometimes i mean it doesn't matter what right. business you're in yeah following osha rules to a t is fine for a factory environment or something like right. that that's very regimented construction site but this is we're way more uh a sales and service based industry in this nation than we are a uh 
factory and producing goods business. Construction as well. It needs to be like that in construction. Yeah. You okay. Know, when I'm That's, on a big yeah. construction site, it, it's you, you bust your ass until your first break, and then you bust your ass until your lunch, mm-hmm. and then you bust your ass until your second break. And you bust your ass till it's time to clean up. I mean, yep. it's busting your ass. So, no, I mean, it, it works there. But, yeah, in a sales thing, no. Is it service, like being a service technician? No, it, it doesn't work for me. I can't do that. Right. I, I can't take a fucking 15 minutes. I drive. So that's my break. I'm in a, I'm in a van right. driving somewhere. Right. Exactly. Even yeah. outside, so when I did outside sales, because I've never really done sales per se in a brick and mortar store. So I was on the road. My break was in the car. when I was driving from one place to the next. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, this is also, you know, a, a person who is able to be productive on their own understands that you take breaks now and then, you know, I sit at a desk and make calls. Yeah. I don't make calls the whole time. I take breaks and fucking you know get online and see what's going on i don't waste my whole fucking day but i understand that i can't just be laser focused on this one thing for eight hours you have to have something to break yeah. up the day no but <laughs> it's it's when you're trying to uh manage the opposite of where somebody isn't self-motivated well it's just like we were talking at work recently about difference between a boss and a leader yeah and mm-hmm. a boss yeah you know whatever you suck it up and you work for a boss a leader you don't you know you'll walk through a fucking brick wall for that person because you know that person's got your back boss tells you what to do a leader's doing it with you exactly and you know you it's really easy to tell from a few things if it's a constant environment of hostility you're constantly being told that you're replaceable i don't need you etc etc you work for an asshole and right. you know, if he's around a lot, look for another job. No. If he's not, if he's one of those, you know, absentee assholes, all right, well, fine, put up with him, suck it up, you know, when he comes in, right, and deal with it. Right. If you want something done as a manager, you can preach to everyone. You can have a meeting and stand up there for ten minutes and talk about how important it is that this or that gets done. Or you could get out there and actually do it. And if you've actually inspired a little bit of loyalty from your crew, just the fact that you're the one going out with the say a duster and making sure the place is free of dust or straighten up a display your crew will go oh well he shouldn't be doing that he's a manager they'll go over and be i don't want to look like an asshole and they'll start pitching in you have to lead by example right maybe yep i always live by the mantra of they don't then you know you got anybody to do something that i wouldn't do that's yeah well i find that at least now this is this is just me if i know the job well enough if I know the ins and outs of the job, that when I'm done with whatever duty I'm doing at the time, I can move on to something else. I don't, but we do have people who are new because where I work is, is very high turnover rate and, or it's, you know, maybe first job, second job, or they've never worked in the industry before. And they do the one thing that, okay, we need you to do this. And when they're done with that, they just stand there nursing their thumb with their asshole because they, they don't know what to do. And it's, it's like the, you know, you have to, you have to micromanage them people to a point, and if they don't pick up on their own, then I guess you got to keep doing it or you got to let them go. But it seems like it, it falls into people that micromanage don't do it. You know, they don't do it on an individual case by case basis. It's just across the board. You know, everybody, I'm going to tell you what to do every single second of every single, you know, day you're here. And it's just like, oh, God, dude, I know my job. You know, <laughs> you're just beating me down here. I'm not stupid. Right. Like my experience working in, well, 
you know, custom framing and and a little bit of art restoration. It's almost like in a an apprentice type uh, situation. You can, you have to work with somebody to be shown how all the shit works and fits together, and you know what type of materials you need. So and that person isn't always available to you throughout the whole day. So what would I do on my downtime? It was dusting, organizing, sweeping. It always needed to be done in any shop. And I mean, just somebody's got to fucking do it and just keep yourself busy until they can come back and you can finish the lessons. A lot of people don't. Yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, and it's, it's a lot of certain jobs. There's a lot of busy work in. But I don't understand that that idea. Like I'm just comfortable with just sitting here being paid for nothing. <laughs> A lot of people, that's the dream. Well, let's be up for all of us. That's the dream, but it's not. But we also uh, like living inside and eating. Uh, so I don't know if that's. The, I mean, I can see the appeal, but I can also see how the uh, it would wear thin quite soon. Yeah, but there's a I lot of it. bullshitters out there to talk about this shit. Like I got it. I'd rather be busy all day. I got to be working on my feet all day, and no. they're the first ones to be kicking back, cooling their heels. The minute you know someone who they're not trying to brown nose isn't around, and I, it's just like. Those people, I'd rather just be working with a lazy person because a lazy person would be like, hey, lazy ass, get up. We got to do this. Okay. It might sound like fucking Eeyore, but they'll get up and do it. Yeah. This ass is going to bust his ass unless someone he thinks he's going to impress us around. Mm -hmm. And And on top of it, he's going to talk a bunch of shit. You're not boss. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's a good good point, though, Rich, because a lot of this, uh, a lot of our perception of how we keep busy and how we're motivated and and how our days go is is a lot about perception and, and just how our boss perceives us in most cases i mean personally i don't get freaked if i'm like actually taking a break in my office kicking back looking watching a video or something and somebody comes in because they need something from me you know i gotta you know approve an invoice or some shit for my customer i don't like hurry up and, oh i was you know i was busy working here where's my mouth let's close this window here no i'm i'm an adult i'm doing my job here i'm taking a little break i know how to manage my own day yeah most and people- this is part of the reason that, that i what you just described i i have a hard time working for certain types of people over top of me because it's like they walk in and if you don't look like your nose is to the grindstone just look you don't even have to i mean Mm -hmm. as long as you look like you're doing something right they're happy well that's i mean if that's what you want you're gonna have a bunch of company of bull you're gonna have a company full of bullshitters you're still gonna get nothing done right uh I wish I could remember the article that I was reading about. Uh, I was kind of talking about the same thing we're talking about here, the perception of productivity. And he said... Uh, no, I just I always look. judge people on their output. I don't care if you fucked around the whole time, but if you got done what you were supposed to get done, I was a happy man. Mm-hmm. Right. What he was talking about in this article was how uh, we have this uh, like idea that Americans are super hardworking. That means that we're always working and we're staying after and coming in early. And and he was like that really that really uh, puts off a perception more of poor time management than hard working like a hard working person is able to prioritize correctly and get all their shit done on time i is- think aaron i've read that article i agree like half with what that guy says yeah well, where he was talking just about because- don't be afraid to leave early because you know people will stay after and busy themselves just so that they the last person uh you don't want to be the, the the first person to leave the office because you know it looks bad it looks like you're not you know committed to the company enough or motivated enough when his i he's saying more like well the guys are staying later 
don't know how to manage their time to get all their shit done during the day. The 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 thought I had when I read that article was this guy's never managed people because the the, the only thing right. I the, the first thing I shouldn't say the only the first thing I thought of when I read that article was like that speaks to their work ethic though. It's a, uh, to me when I see somebody staying later or coming in early, I didn't. I didn't have that thought. Like, you must manage your time poorly. I was like, that person's got a motor. That person's got a work ethic. Right. And also, well, it's a commitment to put in the work when it needs to happen. So, and yeah, that works if you're in a more like, like your standard office situation, it would probably, you could, you could create a climate like that. But if you're in, again, you know, a sales position, you can't just uh, decide to kick back during Christmas time. You know, that's when you're expected to work over time work mm-hmm. weekends even sometimes I, I know it's the a lot of the industries i've worked in but uh, certain industries it seems like they they run their businesses with a climate of paranoia it's constant and it's usually the lower end jobs that's where you find that a lot because it's like you know oh you could lose your job at any minute man you know you're always told you know you're replaceable you know you're replaceable we don't need you we can get anyone to do your job yeah you I've, know? I've had uh, managers above me tell me that i had to always be always be interviewing people just because the constant in and out of potential employees will show your current employees that they are uh, might not be as disposable as they think they are indisposable as they think they are but here's the other thing as always someone on the bottom yeah but uh as an employee when i come in and i see a a situation where they're constantly hiring i think that must be a shitty place to work for because no one wants to fucking stay there Uh, yeah and i'm not disagreeing with the premise but as far as daily time management i'm going to get a lot more from my return by investing in the people that i already have hired yeah but you can't live in the fantasy world that they're going to be there forever either especially in sales and And especially especially in retail especially in the restaurant industry The restaurant industry has the highest turnover of anything. I didn't disagree with regular interviewing because you can't just interview when you need a position filled because then you're constantly hiring out of desperation. Yeah, by then, if you need the position filled, it's already too late. And the right guy I would bring in anyways, I would blow my budget out for a little, at least when they let me, I would be able to blow out my budget for a couple months until I knew like, well, hey, somebody on this staff isn't going to work out because, you know, it was a sales-based job and sometimes it just does work out for people well i just i think it's um telling when you have employees that work for a company you're working for and they come in and they're just i mean within three weeks a month they're just like this is absolute bullshit this is garbage and they and they you know hop ship go to a competitor and it's you know 12 months down the road and they're still working there and they're still and they're making more money and you're just like hmm yeah maybe i should have actually listened to that you know because i it's it's how do I put this? I mean, I'm just comparing the two. I'm not saying they're exactly like it's like being it's like growing up in your home. Everything that happens in your home is normal to you until a certain age. Everything that right. happens in everybody else's home is weird. So you just you know if you have an abusive boss or you live in a constant or you work in a constant state of you know you, you could be fired at any moment and we don't we don't care about you. Fuck you. Then yeah you know it it becomes normal after a while and you just it's almost like a case of Stockholm syndrome. You start defending it. You know well that keeps everybody on their toes. Well. I mean, maybe what you need to do to certain people, but overall, people don't really react well to being threatened. I mean, if anybody who's been in more than a few long-term relationships, tell me how giving ultimatums worked out for you in the long run. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I This shit's all batting around my head because it's like, okay, I, where I'm at, I can't stay, and I don't want 
to end up at another job. And I'm just like, I can't, the, the industry I'm in, I'm burnt, man. It's, it's going on six years and I'm just like, I, I can't do this end of what I'm doing anymore. So I'm just thinking about these things and it's, it's interesting to hear different perspectives on it because like, like, you know, Aaron, you said you're in sales, Jay, you know, you're in a field that has nothing to do with what the fuck I'm in. So, you know, it, 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 you know, it's interesting to hear the different perspectives on it. That's all. I'm, I'm, I've always been a fan of a healthy dose of paranoia keeps you employed. And I'm not saying coming from your company, I'm saying your mindset, you know, it's, and I think yeah. too, I, I touching self- a little bit on what you talked about, Rich, I think sometimes people need to be reminded that they aren't, that they aren't indisposable. We were open before you worked here. We'll be open after you, after you leave. You know, it's. Right. Well, there's like paranoia that you're going to lose your job. And then there's just self-interested paranoia of I'm not going to be able to, you know, feed my loved ones or have a place to live or whatever it may be. Well, when an owner hires five general managers at a store in a five. In a- in a year's time. Yeah, he needs to look in the mirror. Okay, that's what I. That's what I'm getting. Right. At. Yeah. And you I, know, I was going to bring this up earlier because something that you said, Rich, made me think of this. When you, when a, you have a bad employee, that's always got to be a reflection on the manager. And that doesn't mean no, the manager's no. always making bad decisions. Sometimes you you interview some guys that just seem like they're going to be fantastic, and they oh, just there's people that are like professional interviewers. Man, I got oh, yeah. caught in that trap a few times. Right, and you you learn to kind of weed those people out over time. But yeah, you're gonna pick some bad. You're gonna pick some bad ones in the, especially early on. But it all reflects back on you. You got somebody who doesn't give a shit on their about their job. Well, you haven't given them a reason to give a shit. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's also a case of, and and I've used this example before. But if you if I hand you a rifle and I tell you to hit a target and I'm constantly moving the target, you know, and then and then I'm bitching that you're not hitting it. You know, why aren't you hitting dead center? You got Maggie's drawers all the time. What the fuck's going on here? You know, it's like, oh, dude you're you're you can't you can't say this is the game these are the rules oh by the way i changed the rules two weeks ago but i changed them in my head i didn't bother to tell you but i'm gonna hold you as if i i did tell you yeah uh, you know pretty much working for any publicly traded company well rich too we could get into a deeper conversation of you can't just give them the gun and go hit that target you got to show them how to hit the target first exactly and i mean you know you the shock in your voice when you were like five and then when i told you the time period you know Dude, you you know the industry I'm in. That is fucking unheard of. I've never heard of that. I yeah. mean, from a company that's still got his doors open, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, mean, I mean, it's either like I mean, I can tell you just experience. It's either a shitty work environment or shitty pay or both. <laughs> I don't know who listens, so I'll refrain. But uh, well, I, I know you I have told worked... me that you've been you've out earned people you've been working for. Yeah, because you get by tips. The, yep, by the nature of my job, and you know, certain things have come to light that that certain practices that I didn't realize that we've done that I'm like, hmm, not only is that not right, that's illegal. Such as forcing, you know, people to who are tipped a certain amount to hand those tips over, and you know, I'm like. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know about all that. You know, like something doesn't ring right with that. So I, I, you know, I've done some looking up on some things and I'm like, yeah, no, they, they can't do that. You know, that's, uh, that's, yeah, I'd, be, yeah I'd, I'd tell them no. So, so you can either fire me or what are you going to do? Complain that I wouldn't <laughs> do something illegal. Either way, I'll see you in court. You, you, you fire me for not giving it to you or you take it from me. I'll see you in court. 
that's me. I'm an yeah. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, like, that's, that's kind of what I'm running into because there are people I work with that I am friends with outside of work. And I'm like, okay, the way this shit's been going, it ain't going to happen again like that. All right. You got ha ha ha. You guys got over on, on some people, but mm, I'm not the one. So it's, it's, I, I, that's why I'm like, I think it's time to, to keep my ear low to the ground and try to find a new industry to work in that, that, is going to be a little bit more rewarding financially, and I'm not going to come home going, wow, I kind of hate myself for going to work every day, <laughs> more so than anybody does, you know. Or, dude, I mean, or go corporate, go work for a chain in your industry. I mean, quite on, it's that's your problem, is you because I see it too with what I deal with with my job, is you get all these like independent owners that just think they're fucking above the law. They're going to do, I, I guarantee you, half the guys I work with, most of their employees aren't on the books. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that. Yeah, it's real just, easy. Well, no, it's trust me. I've seen so much creative accounting. That's what we'll call it. You know, like it's, you know, it's the working for a corporation. It's it's the lesser of two evils, I guess you could say. I mean, there's going to be upsides and downsides of corporations and independence. But I can tell you, I've seen the independent guys getting away with all kinds of crazy shit that they shouldn't be getting away with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the Wild West compared to working for a corporate-owned business, yes. Yeah. In this industry, it really is. It's it's like anything goes and is nothing's illegal as long as you don't get caught type thing. Well, well there's no HR department for them. You know, they are the HR department. You know, uh-huh. there's no security department. They are the security department. You know, it's it's shit like that, but yeah, that's a, I, I I don't know. I, I I've I have a few friends in a few different industries that are like, dude, just just bite the bullet, you know, do this, come work with us, or in this industry, and you'll be happier. And it's I don't know if any of you gentlemen ever felt this way, but it's kind of unnerving to me because the three you know jobs I've had the most experience in, I don't want to work in any of them anymore, man. It's just and that's factory security and the restaurant business. I'm just I'm burnt on all three. So it's like, I'm a little old to be starting over, aren't I? But then I look at people who are like, I don't have a job anymore, and I'm older than you, and I have to start over. So fuck it. It can be done. University maintenance, man. <laughs> Do some, uh, what is that, Goodwill hunting shit? That's good shit, dude. Good job. Rich, Abba has something to say to you. <laughs> I think you should make that leap, my friend. Well, when we're not on the air, I'll tell you the one place that a, a guy was like, seriously, hand me your info, and I think you'd be great at this job. Just do it. And I'm like, just all right. It, and this was literally just within the last week or so. So yeah. Well, Rich, too, like socioeconomically, you're black, right? So you could get some money to go to school, <laughs> couldn't you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I'm uh, not just, touching that one with a 40-foot Just relax fuck. and play a video could game. You, could you or could you not get money to go to school? Isn't it based on income? I have no idea, man. To be honest with you, when I went to Specs, I was too old to where any of it depended on what my parents made. I didn't fall under that little umbrella to a certain age where, well, if you're going to school, then we won't give you this. So they, oh, they gave me a bunch of loans. That's for sure. I got a couple mm-hmm. grants too, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll they'll hand me the loan with the you know ridiculous interest and say good luck. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they'll do that. But yeah, because be honest with you, I haven't looked into going back to school because it yeah. thought thought of that scares the shit out of me because I'm just like I, <laughs> an actual degree shit. I mean, <laughs> and this. 
And let's just be honest, Chris. Have you ever looked, okay, what your credits from specs are actually worth? No. Yeah, don't even bother. It's it's a fucking joke. I, I know there was only one school where they were actually worth something, but it, and it was a private college, so. Exactly. Because someone that we both went to, to specs with went into uh, a university and was like, hey, this is what I have. And they were like, no, you don't. You ain't got shit. <laughs> Start no, from- yeah, I want you have a certificate. Yeah, I was looking at going back to school near the end of radio, and yeah, I sat in a counselor's office, and they're like, "This we we've never heard of the place that is accredited this school, so none of this will count." Like, All right, hey, cool. That looks dandy on the resume, but uh, we need yeah. you to do these classes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Pony up. We want your money. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually. Um, oh had, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is this half pl- half price diploma day? Is that what this is? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, motherfucker. Oh, you're special. Take, uh, I guess I'll say recruiter because I don't know any other way to put it for uh uh one of these uh trade schools that start with an e and uh they were like how old are you even you know do you like your job do you like to have you thought about coming back to school i mean i could i could so when do you get off i could sit you down and blah blah, blah. and i'm like i just go back to that groucho marx you know line any i don't want to be a part of any any organization or organization that will have me especially one that's going to fucking actively recruit me like you know they're a marine recruiter and i'm a fucking you know on the the varsity team or something and i'm 16 you're desperate come on dude (laughs) <laughs> yeah. like you, you can you can run a four and a half minute mile oh the marines are for you you know it's like come on dude i was watching a commercial today about um becoming a uh personal trainer and in the ad it said i could only count seven times because i think i missed one or two of them but i know i caught it yeah um make more money that was all it was saying make more make, money yeah, as a personal make more trainer. money um high pay money that was and it was just that was just in the commercial in like Every time they would like list the benefits of becoming a personal trainer, like money was in it. I mean, I know that there's uh, there's some people that do this for like celebrities online that probably make a shit lo- yeah. load of money. But your own schedule online, make your own hours. Yeah, give us your fucking money. Yeah, and I always thought it was weird. Yeah, that it, you it's to probably be one of these things. Tell someone how to work out. They probably break it down per hour, but you're only working like you know five hours a week. Like I'm making thirty five dollars yeah. an hour. Holy fuck! Yeah, five hours a week. <laughs> That's when I went to. Uh, hey, it's my money, and I want it now. I yeah. <laughs> went to ITT, and uh, I was doing heating and cooling at the time. I was doing pretty well actually, uh, financially. And they, we had career day at ITT, and they sat us down. And they're like, just think, when you walk out these doors with your degree, you'll be making upwards of thirty thousand dollars a year. I was like, okay, I already make that. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I made it's, more it, than that. I was like, I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. I'm not paying fucking. I, I cut my two grand loss and just walked out. Fuck that. I yeah, um, paying twenty grand for fu- that. It's funny you brought up the uh, industry you were working in because that's exactly the industry this this gentleman was pimping on me. Yeah, with any of our campuses that are conveniently located, and I was like, no, nah, dude. Okay. Yeah. Just stop. Right. I'm Maybe. sorry. You gonna tip me for that? All right, later. You know, I just <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I actually gave him. We we brought this uh, trope up. Uh, Rich is holding his hand out and coughing the whole time he's talking to him. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, I, but I actually brought up time is money and sitting here talking to you. I'm not making any, so I'll yeah. talk to you later, bud. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh man. Anyways, Jay, you were talking about the because this this is something that actually interests me because I was what Upsilon circuit. Yeah, the, the, the yeah circuit. the video game that you get one shot at. Not call back from an hour ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you get basically what it is is you get one life, 
and you're running like a gauntlet type game and like a dungeon type game and it's four versus four so you're fighting monsters and other players it seems to be peer-to-peer um but once you die you can't create a new character you can't create a new account you're done you cannot play this game anymore now here's the thing is like there's a bunch of people watching like sitting in a queue watching you watching these eight people play and those people in the queue that are spectators like could be called up like price is right at any time like once one one of the players dies you could be totally picked up and uh also it would be a glorious day right right so is, this, is this an online game Witness yeah me. it's an online game yeah, so how does this work as a business here. model how does huh? it work like, as a business you buy model? it once and that's it or like well, it it doesn't tell me how much it costs yet i'm 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 expecting it honestly to be kind of like a probably a small fee it doesn't you know, look like a super complicated game. Right. It kind of looks like a, a pretty advanced version of, um, oh shit, what's the one where you run through the mazes and a oh, gauntlet? It's kind of like that. To, well, to be fair, Jay did say it's you run a gauntlet type game. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, he did. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, there sorry. you go. Yeah, it's it's. Well, I'm still right. Right, gauntlet slash <laughs> like uh, what's that? Yeah, uh, but still, <laughs> it looks very Diablo-esque. But um, there you go. The the create the co-creator saying he's making it because we want to watch it. He says uh, this guy's Kel- Kelvin Gobble told PC Gamer in an interview. We're excited. It we're excited because oh my gosh, what could happen when somebody really cares about their one life in the game? But I wouldn't be totally lying if I didn't think it was a really neat social experiment. Yeah. There's no release date or pricing details on Upsilon Circuit quite yet, but you can sign up and stay updated on their think, official website. I think this is pretty brilliant because it's it's a pretty basic game when you're talking about current gaming technology. And uh, this way you could have, I mean, this is definitely going to be a draw. And other people are going to watch, especially when in a, in, in a time where we've got like a whole multiple YouTube channels devoted well, to just, just channels, watching man. games. Not just YouTube channels. There's live, yeah. like watch people play right, live yeah. on like, I think Absolute, it's Twitch. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but once this runs its course, then you just start a new game. Right. Right? No. You, d- you develop a new theme or something like right. that, and you go, okay, hit the reset button. Everybody gets a, an account on this one until you die. Right. And you could keep this going for a while. I think this is kind of ingenious. This is this is better than trying to reinvent Halo every year. Right. Do, do, yes. Speaking of that, I played... Commander's the, dead! Yeah. I, I've played the newest uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Duty. Yep. Um, it's the one with the exo, exo, exoskeletons. Um, okay. And you can actually like... You, you get know, an like, Iron Man suit? It's very jetpack-ish. Dude, it's so Halo. Ooh. It's so Halo. But the graphics... I played it on a PlayStation 4. Yeah. So, and I played it on a high-def TV even. The graphics are horrible. I mean, I, I was appalled. I, really? I don't know if it's... Yeah. Well, at this point, though, with Call of Duties, they're just trying... They're cranking them out one a year just to, for the cash grab. Well, right. Plus the DLCs. You know, all the do- downloadable content. Right. They're just kind of... Of reskinning this and giving them some new environments to work in, right? right? They're, right. they're not yep. doing a total overhaul. Right. Now, 
I play a lot of Battlefield 4, and I play Battlefield Hardline, which is a reskin version. It's a cops and robbers skin of Battlefield 4, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, different maps and shit. You get to drive a car. It's it's very Grand Theft Auto-y, um, minus the missions. It's just multiplayer. Right. But, uh, no, I mean, Battlefield has notoriously had fantastic graphics. You know, the, the, there's, like, actual, you got to account for bullet art when you're sniping. There's actual physics involved in the game, where Call of Duty is just like, come on, you we're an exoskeleton, man. You're, you're jumping like miles in the air. Yeah. You're, you know, jumping up on top of a building and shit. It's, yeah. It's it's like everybody's jumping around. It's like Unreal Tournament. It's like, what the, what the fuck? With like low grab. Right. Well, yeah, uh, Rob from the Weedsman, him and I used to play uh, on the last Grand Theft Auto. We would do uh, what we would refer to as Zod mode, <laughs> where we'd just superpower the guy the fuck out. Right. He's just jumping around and smashing shit. You get the exploding punches and the turn off the gravity and just go fucking buck wild. Hell yeah, that's a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, but you're talking for a little while, but it, you can't base a whole, you know, no. game on it. You I have to have some limitations. Yeah. In order to have a challenge. I mean, there was already there was already a game that had, uh, God, what was the name of that thing? Mirror, I think it is. I think it's called Mirror. Mirror's Edge? Mirror's Edge, thank you. Yeah, that's the one where you're basically parkour. You do parkour the whole time. Well, I just, uh, <clears throat> my son's when, when Chris, when Chris said about the business model, about the the One Life game, um, the thing I was thinking of is uh, I just ordered a shirt from a company recently, and at first I was like, this is a stupid business model because they have shirts. They put out three shirts a day. They do a limited run. Whoever orders the shirt, you get it. After 24 hours, they retire the shirt. They never sell it again. And I'm like, well, this is retarded. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, actually, it's kind of genius because you're constantly yeah. clicking on their website to see what they got for the day. Right. Yep. You know? And it gives you that, that sense of, I better get it now. Because, you know, if I don't, I'll never have a chance. So, yeah, I... I I can see that. Yeah, that, that that would play into that a little bit. And, but the other thing is, yeah, you said I, this. I didn't realize until recently. Watching people play games online is a, apparently a huge fucking industry. There's a guy's a millionaire thing. because people watch and play video games. Well, dude, uh, the the uh, I still don't understand circuit, that the pro gamer circuit, man. They had the largest purse of any competition in the world ever last year. A twenty million dollar purse. I know boxing is you know boxing's boxing, but like as far as tournaments go, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, it was crazy. Yeah, it's like $20 million to the top winner. And it was like some crazy, like total of a hundred million dollars were paid out. But man, it and it, the funny thing is, is there's like scandal and all kinds of shit, and guys like can't play anymore because they they got hurt or some fucking wacky shit. They're trying to make it a sport, <laughs> you know? It's an esport is what they call it. But which is funny you bring hurt. that up because um, yeah. their thumbs. No, like, uh, I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain that uh, uh, Chris has heard of this gentleman, Colin Cowherd. Yep. Yeah, he he went the fuck off on e e uh, e gaming. He was like, "It's ridiculous. This is this is dumb. What are these people jumping up and celebrating about? So what? You sat on your couch and you got better at something. Big deal. No big in." I was just like, "That's Dude. funny. That's what all the people who don't like sports say about sports, anyways." The hand-eye coordination involved <laughs> with with that kind of you know with that level of gaming and the amount of time. It, it's just it's just like another sport. I mean, I, I, I'd be pushing it, calling it a sport. I'd call it a, more of a mental sport activity you know like yeah. i get playing video games i don't get watching watching them bores the shit out of me 
Like watching my buddies play video games back in the day used to bore the fuck out of me. It's like, uh, you have another right? controller, right? Like, yeah, I right. could play two. You're not paying You know, perhaps you could play something where two of us could play instead of me sitting here watching you play a video game. So you're not paying attention to learn the moves. That's, I mean, oh, wait know, a minute. I think I found I that. My former employer, I went on the air and said I was going to leave God, if they ever like signed it. a long term contract with esports. Esports is basically electronic sports, meaning you televise people playing video games. Well, Turner Broadcasting, TBS announced a partnership with IMG uh, Thursday. They're going to bring competitive video gaming exclusively to their cable network, TBS, along with digital coverage. Super. East Coast epicenter for esports competitive gaming. It's a new league, which is yet to be named. They'll have televised tournaments twice a year that include a 10-week <laughs> regular season playoff and championships. What I'm about to play for you is actual eSports on television. Some Roll the bimbo tape. to nod in studio for him. And the dead angle doesn't date it. Uh, are they Gets playing Street Fighter or some shit? Full meter, though. Full meter. He's going to have to do Oh, he can't. Nope. No burst. So no burst. Oh, my so God. Genius. So smart. Dude. He couldn't burst because of the super. <laughs> that sounds but ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> These guys are are yelling way too much. Do you believe in miracles? That was the nerd equivalent of band on the field, Cal Stanford. It's a huge deal. It gets bigger than the Super Bowl in other countries. Uh-huh. Yeah, great. We also have play-by-play of, of the winner there, Spencer. Is he going to be uh, in the new the uh, event and went home. Three's Company remake? There goes Spencer. The He's leaving the event and walking across the street to his mom's house, where he still lives at 29. Oh, clever. He goes over to the refrigerator, <laughs> yeah. opens it up. He's got a hot pocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Microwave next. Look at the cheese. Yeah, big night for Spencer. Now he's going upstairs to his room, a room where a girl has never entered. He sits Ah. down, look at that Star Wars collection, and goes to town on the Hot Pocket. There is your eSports champion, Spencer. Dude makes more money than you do. That dude made more money than he does. And he's being blasted for this? I mean, yeah. he, he's... Well, no, it's it was, the, they're not the gamers... It's clearly a they're bit. They're blasting the concept. I mean, here's... Look, here's... I get both sides, and it's sad that I do because I'm a, I'm a gamer. As my buddies have called me, you're a bro gamer. I said, what the fuck's a bro gamer? They're like, you're not a pro gamer. You're a bro gamer. But, but you, play, you play RPGs and, and shit like this and blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, you play sports games. So you're a bro gamer. I said, okay, whatever the fuck. I, mean, I don't forbid care. you have widely varied interests, Rich. I, I know, right? Right. Like when I play like, you know, turn-based strategy games, I don't know what that makes me, but whatever. So, Nerd. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, you, but at the same time, went- I'm in the sports. But I understand the ridiculousness of sports and the ridiculousness of gaming but here's the thing if you enjoy it and 
it's not a problem. Yeah. What is the problem here? Right. This well, is this is groups of people who are basically the same type of fans fucking with each other just because they don't like right. How what they're fans this, of. This is no different from BattleBots, which I seriously enjoyed. And when you boil everything down, it's no different than any other well, sport. Yeah, it's really. Like football football like, versus soccer. Like people uh, who watch football. No, because no, yep. sports physicality gets into it, guys. Yeah. Phys- like physicality always gets into it it's a question of degree so 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 where where do you draw the line how much do you have to move your feet in order to be considered uh that you're doing some sort of sport i know like it's not active when you're sitting there controlling a robot or a video game or something like that but there's hand-eye coordination no there's more there's i'll give i'll call battle bots way more of a sport than i will gaming you have to engineer that robot you have to build that robot you have to make sure that robot functions right and that engineer Engineering has nothing to do with other sports like baseball or football. That doesn't engineering doesn't come into play. Uh, so no, but there's still more skill than at what time you push the buttons involved. Shouldn't with the sport bots. just be playing a game? Like you're just playing a game for competitive purposes. We Listen, should, you know, you're talking about two people competing on hand-eye coordination and strategy. How is that never? A, a, it doesn't automatically mean that it's not uh, something worth watching, at least to somebody. It's but not I don't D&D understand D where you're watching and somebody rolled dice. But the, the <laughs> thing I really don't understand is why he's being asked to apologize for these remarks. Here's oh, I don't li- agree with that. A little that, bit more, though. There's a little bit of follow-up uh, on it, this. One word. It's called butthurt. Yeah. Apparently, some of the uh, esports nerds are really upset with me. What did you say, John? One of them wanted to demand an apology. I'd have to go on Fox and uh, d- demand an apology. Yes, Fox should make you apologize. Now, that's, that's the last network I worked at. They wanted one of those every 15 minutes. This network doesn't is not into that. So, uh, no. This I is, think you owe them an apology no, as well. They're, you're, no, they're not getting it from me. You know, there's an old saying, how you react to criticism. It's not an old saying. I actually came up with it. I'm quite proud of it. <laughs> uh, how you react to criticism defines how accurate it is. If you walked up to a supermodel and said, you're ugly, she'd be like, yeah, okay. If you walked up to George Clooney and said, you're a dork, he'd be like, yeah, okay. If you walked up to somebody who lives on the beach in San Diego and said, your city's a dump, he'd be like, hmm. But why would people in Cleveland get defensive about their city? Because it's Cleveland. Let's be honest. What are you you trying to say here? There's a reason esports nerds get really hypersensitive to being called nerds. Because they're nerds. No, they want to be taken seriously. Why would they be so uptight if lots of people want to be taken seriously? But if you walked up to Ed Norton or Morgan Freeman and said you couldn't act... They wouldn't be bothered by it. I think that they're just looking for you to acknowledge that this is actually a really cool thing. A lot of people like it. A lot of them are successful. And these games are fun. Why can't you acknowledge that? Why do I have to? There you go. Well, you don't have, I guess you don't have to acknowledge that, but you could just be nice. Mm. You don't have to be so mean. Sometimes I'm not, it's not about, listen, if this show was called The Gamers or The Callers, then they could dictate the topics, but it's called The Herd. And so sometimes I don't like your act. Wrestling fans are booger eaters, and esports players are nerds. Uh, that doesn't mean one of them didn't luck out and bump into a pretty girl once and have a coffee with her. I'm not saying... Uh, All right, I but, mean, like, well, okay, but what, what about the opposite? What do you think these nerds, quote-unquote, are saying about the jocks? Right. Right? So who cares? 
you know, they're a bunch of fucking Jacko homo testosterone date raping fucking beer drinking idiots. Well, that's what I think of that guy. Right? There's no, it's not. Why? But why? Jay, does, you're falling into his trap with that mentality. No, no but I mean, so what? No, what I, trap? I no, he's no. I don't care. Having think, an opinion and expressing yeah, it. I mean, good for him. It's America. I won't. I don't want to watch his show. Like fuck that guy. I'm not going to watch his show. He's not calling for it to be banned from the but, internet or but, television. Why won't I watch that guy's show? I, I honestly don't know who that is. I know, right. I don't know. I, I, know I never heard voice, of him. But <laughs> I have no just, idea. It's but, perfect. It's perfect. That's what I'm saying, man. man. Like, Seriously, what, I can't argue I with either out. side because I, just I out. understand both sides, and he's right to an extent. Because, but here's the thing: if if someone walked up, I was with him until he started name calling people. Just if, he tune walked up out. To, if someone walked up to me and goes, "You're a fucking nerd. You play video games," I'd go, "Yeah, uh, yeah." And if yeah. someone walked up to me and goes, "You're a fucking nerd. You're, right. You watch sports," I'd right. go, "Yeah." yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, right. at what point? When you're, as Chris is famous for saying, "When you're wrong, I'll stop you." What yeah. sport? Not a sport. Worthwhile activity or not? Who the fuck cares? Both of you get it's, both it, sides dude, need to get the fuck over themselves. It, it's, these guys are getting out of their fucking parents' basement. It's like arguing <laughs> what's art and what isn't. Right? If people want to pay him to do it, fucking have at it. Go for it. You want? Well, I, I will say he did use the most bullshit stereotypes about yeah. gamers. He could use yeah. 29 and lives in his parents' basement and yeah, no woman's okay. ever been up there. I'm going to tell you something. I've got some buddies who are hardcore gamers who work in IT who make buckets load of money Man. and then pull, f- I mean, top shelf ass. You're I mean, telling the point me where it's like, can I sniff nerds? your fingers after a date? I mean, so I don't, I, you know. But he's doing what, IT what arrogant. Aaron and Jay were just talking about with the homophobic testosterone. I mean, He's just doing that on the other side. Right. He's stereotyping. He, no, he's right. just, yeah. he's a but shock do, jock. But obviously. we do this for, just, for comedy's know. sake, right? Well, right. That's what he's doing. He's, yeah. he's appealing to his, to his group, you know, to his, uh, right. you know, his demographic. Nobody's That's looking for him to set he's the pre- standard for yeah. the country and make laws or dictate any rules over who can and right. can't do something or what, what's worthwhile, he's, a worthwhile activity. You know, rough, Rush Limbaugh, Alec Jones. Right. He's just, Why well, everybody got to fucking apologize for right. everything? Fuck it, whatever, Jesus. dude. Everybody, he's, get over he, yourselves. He recently <laughs> jumped. He recently jumped from ESPN, which is owned by Disney. Which, uh, let's be honest, is like he said, wants an apology every fifteen minutes, which he's and right is, on that right. one. Is more of a liberal leaning company to Fox Sports. Do I even need to say who owns Fox Sports? I think it's in a title. And Fox <laughs> and Fox Fox kind of prides itself on being the the you know the rugged individual in a sea of liberal mainstream media. So we don't apologize, and we're not going to unless it has to do with the NFL and they piss off the wrong people. Then all of a sudden you got to apologize. No, he, what good do these apologies do anybody? I can't imagine an instance in my whole life where an apology I wanted an apology from somebody that I didn't know on a personal basis. It's it's to me it's smug self satisfaction. Yeah. It's 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 what it is. It's you spoke something or you, sp- you spoke something, you said something I don't agree with, and now you have to be taken to task for it, and if you don't bow to my wishes, you have to be punished. There's a local radio show that this is a, ru- it's, right. it's, it's a running theme anytime someone gets in trouble for even oh. s- what someone perceives they were thinking when they said something, even if they didn't say anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, but, but it's not like these nerds have a platform to go out and defend themselves. They don't have their own radio, oh wait, no, anybody can make a fucking podcast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You want your opinion to be heard? Then fucking say it louder. Don't try and yeah. just quiet make the other guy shut up. They're busy practicing for their video games, man. <laughs> anyway, we got to wrap this.
this one up. Man, I don't really? care what you guys say. That play by shit, play shit was funny just from a comedy it, standpoint. It was. That was the funniest part of the whole thing. It's just playing. as ludicrous yeah. as the sports where they cover the guy walking out of the locker room onto the bus. Right. Like, yeah. You know, it's those guys the were thing, way Chris, too They haven't gotten their Joe Buck yet. They haven't gotten there. That is a disgusting act. That monotone announcer Joe who will Buck. just say anything in a monotone voice. And the Red Sox are the world no, I meant, champions. I meant no, you're not talking about the, the transvestite points going up you know doing the Show nerd buck? stereotypes i bet that oh was gotcha yeah, yeah like, okay that's just as ridiculous when they're like and you know and here's peyton manning you know they show him walking him from the bus into with the his, lock with his like, why don't we... headphones on <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it's fucking retarded it's absurd what? both sides but you know what i like them both fuck it man you know uh, once again my my agnostic ass is just sitting on the fence Anytime I think of color commentary, I still go back to Drew and Mike when they used to play. Looks like he's got a bag of Tostitos there. <laughs> got a big bag of Tostitos there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wish I wish we could play paper or gay purview, but yeah, I, we'd I'd probably God. get some shit started. Yes, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. talking about. Just I'm not even talking about the gay part. I'm just talking about some asshole would report us to somebody. Good night, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Yeah, sorry. We didn't Brain go. Fart. We didn't go as dark as 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 I thought we would on the second one. What's the Monday show? What's the lighter show? <laughs> Even though we talked about, I don't. We spent a, we spent a good portion talking about jobs about and shit. Jobs. Well, pretty much. I'm assuming if you listen to this, you're probably of working age, so you've probably been through some hope. of it. So I don't know, man. Isn't that part of this? We're trying to relate to people. <laughs> I hope that nobody's yeah. old. Nobody who isn't old enough to hold down a job isn't listening to this podcast. <laughs> what if they're retired? See, but this is the thing. If I was a kid That's now, fine. and someone, if I heard That's my parents fine. saying, "If you heard this unregimented, you can't let your kids listen to it," I would run to my phone and fucking just. That's the first and only thing I'd listen to because that's how I was. What I, what you say I shouldn't know is what I should know. Right. So well, I I see the Google Analytics. No one under eighteen listens, so we're well, good there. Well, we're missing out on a whole market there, though. We need to brand. We should rename the show Unregimented, not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> and have a warning. We need we need to get our uh, voiceover guy dark. to have. Warning, the following content is not made for people under 18 years of age. If you are, please turn Topics off such as vaginal bleeding and oral sex could be discussed. And don't forget Wookie Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. The best thing we get is we got the, we got the explicit thing on iTunes. It's the best we yeah, got. Yeah, E gets you a little bit. A little ready. Outstanding. Okay. Well, once again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for downloading. Share it with your friends. Follow us on Twitter. We're on the Instagram. Uh, what I miss? Facebook. I don't know. Find it. Type it unregimented on the Twitter. internet. We're the only podcast called that. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you Friday. Thanks Later. for listening and bye. Adios. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net